Sofritos Speaks is a podcast curated by Latinos for Latinos. Sazonando all our cultural differences and stirring up calderos with our opinions. Come have a seat at the table and pass chisme with us. Hey yo, what it do? It's your boy Rue and I'm coming for you. <laughs> Welcome to Sofrito Speaks. Our podcast is put together with three different sections. First, we start off the show with El Chisme. And that's when us, your hosts, catch you up on all the latest tea and what had us jodio all week. Followed by Caldero Talk. Caldero Talk is the part of the show where we introduce any guests we may have. Also, dissect and discuss our topic. Then, after all the messiness, we gather our lives and head back to the table for Ma's number one rule. Areposal. That's when we will sit, shout out all our supporters, and wrap up the show before we head back to our lives. Head back to our motherfucking lives. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can't. Yo, what's poppin', mi gente? What's good? What it is, mi gente? What's good? What's good? What's good? We're coming back with episode number six. Sofrito Speaks. Ya tu sabe. Yup, you notice. Ya tu sabe. (laughs) Yo. What it is, though? Dead ass, though? What? Walter. Rest in peace, my guy. Con mucho, mucho, mucho amor. Damn. The astrologer? You don't know. The astrologer? Yeah. From from Univision? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was, away. what, 87? Yeah. He used like to stay years. watching him with Titi Jenny, yo. <laughs> Who? We used to watch him at, at Titi Jenny's house when she would oh, watch us. Oh, we used to, my grand, I actually called my grandmother and I was like, yo, abuelita, <laughs> how Vamos you dealing with Vamos this? Vamos a hablar. <laughs> but what's up, mi gente? Welcome back to episode number six, Sofrito Speaks. Today number we're going to be getting six, into some six, heavy topics. Six. Another emotional episode, but yet fulfilling and delightful episode from us, your yes. favorite host, the hostess with the mostest, Jatu Sabesito. <laughs> okay, Yo. we're going to head over to our first oh. section, which is El Chisme. Yo, so tell me how. So tell me how. Welcome to the part of the show, El Chisme. <laughs> okay, this is the part of the show where we let you guys know what had us fucked up, what had us jodio, how our past week went since mm. we last spoke with y'all. Yep. You know what I mean? Nina, put them on. Yeah, I'm about to call this motherfucker Ruben out real quick. So, Ruben and I haven't, like... I made it! I made it to her fucked up list. <laughs> okay, mi gente. So, <clears throat> let me go. paint the Here picture. So, we haven't gone out together since, what, New York? And we weren't even, like... We didn't even, like, turn up like that. So... Well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I did. Um, I did definitely polish off a six-pack, but, like, I was still chilling, though. Nah, I dad, I dad was super buzzed in New York, especially when we had left. That but, Thai food but the came vibe in was clutch. the vibe was more, you know, more uh, friendly and chill because we had Melissa around. Shout out, Melissa! Happy birthday! Her. Today's her birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, all right. So, anyways, so don't. I'm like, oh, we're gonna go out. We had options this weekend. Options. It was like, let's go. We he and I were gonna go to Hong Kong and Boston just because, like, why not? Or karaoke. If you're trying to come with us, let us know. Yo, for Let's real, go for have real. some fun. And then we, I got invited to I a Halloween a party. I do a mean 3LW. See, I need to learn the lyrics so we can do it together. <laughs> I do a mean 3LW. <laughs> no more. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I was like, all right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to this little party. I'm just going to go show face, say what's up to a couple people, and then we're going to be out, whatever, whatever. And Ruben's like, I'm down for whatever you're down for. Because I knew the end result is going to be the same. So continue, Nina. Continue. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> so we showed up at the party. We're having a good time. Um, whatever. They, they offered us drinks. And I was like, all right, bet if it's free, it's good for me. What it is. Yo, that was, that's Ruben's where they out here up. ripping shots. <laughs> Ruben's out. I'm out here doing the dishes to clean all the cups and shit to get people more drinks. I don't know how I became the bartender. Um, so I'm, so I was like, oh, here's the shot glasses. So then I turn around to have conversation with people I haven't seen in a group. I turn back around. This motherfucker's out here pouring another round of shots. I'm like, bro, what are we doing? This ain't even your bottle, fam. He finished their bottle. 
Um, so then they open no, up. No, shout out to them though because yo, they was, was like, yo, help the, yourselves to whatever. Yeah, that's like the. That's, I wasn't those just are like up, the I wasn't just up, up in there ramming bottles. But we didn't show up empty handed though. Don't get it fucked up. We didn't show up empty handed. We showed up with a cute ten dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, we still, we still went empty We still showed up with sign. <laughs> Motherfuckers wasn't empty handed though. So, um, they finished that drink. Someone starts offering me Angry Orchards. I love Angry Orchards. So yep. I'm throwing those I back, whatever. They, they were good. And someone comes back over and they were like, oh, we have Bacardi. I was like, that's my limit. I'm done. Thank you. I don't want any more. Bye. So then someone comes over and they open up a bottle of Kraken. Ooh. I just looked at the motherfucking bottle and I was like, Mm. It's gonna be a no for me, dog. It was like a dark yeah, rum. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a. It was like a black rum. I had to try it. It looked like coffee. I'm not I even gonna to, front. Yeah, it looked really like coffee, did. but they called it the Kraken. Anything called the motherfucking Kraken, I'm not <laughs> drinking, bro. Your that crack just cousin crazy. was there, like. And hey. then you have fucking Ruby, like more shots. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm looking shot, at him. I'm shot, like, shot, okay, shot. mind you. Everyone's looking at me like, yo, this is really your cousin? And I'm like, no, I picked this motherfucker up off the corner of like Elm and Laurel. Like yeah. what? No. Not not we, Manchester we, Street. We were in we were in Manchester. We were in Manchester. I mean, I lived there for a little bit. Yeah. Um, we were in Manchester, New Hampshire, whatever. So we're we're kicking it with a bunch of people and they're literally like, yo, like he's fucking lit. So now I ain't gonna front though, because normally I'm the one that's lit and I was a little jealous because motherfucker <laughs> came out here with stealing my thunder. I was upset. Normally uh, I'm the listen, one cracking jokes listen, and being funny. I was and he first of all, you all knew of everybody there. I didn't know everybody there. You I knew majority asked, of the people. I knew there. like three people there. And I knew two of which negative I didn't care two. to even talk to. <laughs> Negative two. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to make a friend. This motherfucker made some friends, yo. This this motherfucker was out here talking to this girl. Hey, Tiff, yeah. I know you listening. <laughs> Her, this girl's man walks in, and Ruben, I shit I you not, looks this man up and down and goes, "That's all you." I'm like, no, this motherfucker didn't. So then he starts talking to this dude, whatever, whatever. Michael. And then Ruben goes, yo, but. What's going on upstairs? I see people coming in and out, in and out. The entremetido yep. goes upstairs, yep. finds the one person yep. with freaking weed, and is like, that's you? <laughs> and the kid was like, yeah. <laughs> and Ruben was like, bet, spark up. I'm like, yo. Yep. I'm like across the room, and I'm like, nah. This is not what the fuck is about to happen. I'm going back downstairs. I was being a child of God, thank you. I'm so sorry. I went back downstairs and I'm like, they had a dog at the party. Game over. I was in the corner with the dog hanging out. Um, oh, yeah, because the, they, the dog Mr. was from Pickles. Samson. What? Mr. Pickles. Samson. Why'd you call him Mr. Pickles? Because he's the evil dog from Mr. Pickles. If you watch the show Mr. Pickles, that's literally the same dog. Oh, I was so confused. Mr. I'm like, his name's Samson. But anyways, so we're, whatever. Now let me fast forward to the end of the night. So I'm looking at Ruben like, bro, I still want to go to Hong Kong. I still want to go to Hong Kong. I still want to go to Hong Kong. And he's like, bitch, I'm good here. And I'm like, mm, he just fucked up all of my plans. I'm so mad at this motherfucker. Five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Let's go. I can't. So then we, we get into the car. I'm like, yo, Ruben, let's be out. And I was like, I got to go say bye. I was like, let me go say bye real quick. And he, I was like, you coming? And he was like, I don't know nobody here, bitch. I don't got to say bye. I came with you and you only. I'm like, but you done made friends with everybody in the crib. You might as well say bye. He's like, I don't give a fuck about them. I'm like, I hate this man. So we. I do remember <laughs> at the top of <laughs> the, the top stairs of the flicking everyone off. Like, so we God. leave. We get, we get in the car. Ruben goes, so you just not going to let me drive? I'm like, no. Oh. You polished off a bottle and started mixing. So, no, you're not driving, bro. And he's trying to convince me that he's good. Nah, I need to let me drive. Yo, yo, wait. Y'all know, y'all ever been there when you're just trying to convince someone that you're not drunk? But you fucked up. But you was fucked up. Yeah, so he was fucked up. Yeah, that was me. So I was I was like, yo, I'm hungry. It's like what, 1 a.m. I'm like, yo, I'm starving. We're going to Taco Bell, whatever. I don't mind you, uh, side note, I don't remember none of this. He remembers nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So we pull up and I get my little Crunchwrap Supreme. Hey, what's up? Hey, Crunchwrap. (laughs) (laughs) And I go to Ruben. I was like, Rue, what you want? Ruben looks at me and was like, bitch, let me get two number sevens. I was like, why are you being so aggressive, though? Yo. I don't get it. And he's like, I want two number sevens. And I'm like, you sure? And he's like, I said what I said. Let me get two number sevens. Ooh, I'm like, ooh, ooh, oh. Ooh. I'm like, bet. Let me get a number, number seven, two of them. Double that. And they were like, all right. Your total's $25. Ruben jumps up from the seat. $25, bitch? What the fuck you just ordered? <laughs> and I was like, you wanted Even two Even if I'm meals. drunk, I'm still on a budget. <laughs> don't play. 
<laughs> don't play. I was like, my man, you dead ass ordered two meals, like two whole meals. You're grown ass man. I don't even know what comes in a Taco Bell meal. First of all, does that shit come with fries? <laughs> Comes with a taco boo. Comes with a taco. It comes. So I ordered a quesadilla with a taco. You ordered a chicken, two chicken quesadillas. I don't even. And it came with two tacos. I am absolutely tight <laughs> that I fucking ordered that. I am absolutely. No, tight. no. So this gets better. This gets better. I'm sorry. I'm taking all of El Chisme today. So I'm like, Ruben's screaming, and I'm like, Yo, relax. Cogelo con tequerisi. Like it's not that serious, my guy. Nah, relax. Twenty five dollars. So he's sitting there. I open the window. The lady says $25. So I hand over my debit card and Ruben springs back up from the seat and was like, bitch, $25? Yo, tell that bitch to come back to the window so I can ask her what the fuck we ordered. And I was like, Oh, he yeah. got New York real quick. <laughs> I was like, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to put my window up now. So I put the window back up. And he's like, nah, lower that shit. Lower that shit. I got a question. I got a question. And I was like. Ruben, Ruben, you're not even paying for it. Shut up, bro. Just shit. Shut up. Shut the fuck up and just sit there. So we're going back and forth, whatever. They come over with the with the drinks. Guys, I'm clutching my pearls, literally. <laughs> they come over. I literally, I should have just like surprised you with this story because you didn't remember it. Died. Um. So whatever. She comes over with the drinks, hands us three. I was like, oh no, we don't need the third one. It's just two of us. And Ruben was like, nah. See, I'm gonna need that because I'm thirsty, bitch. Take it back. And I'm like, no, I don't. We're not gonna need it. So this I like is a savage. Me not failing to realize that I paid for that drink, so I should have taken it. Yeah, like. The but fuck? I'm a dumbass. That was twenty. So I was like, whatever. So. She gives us the food, and I hand it over to him, and he was like, yo, Nina, but for real, though, like, for real, for real, I fucks with you. And I'm like, <laughs> you, bro. Yo, yo, sidebar, <laughs> y'all also been there when you're super drunk, and you're drunk with someone that you really fuck with, and you just gotta let them know. I hate you. You gotta let them so know. So I pull over, I was like, Diablo, but a bitch is hungry. So I pull over right quick, and I start, eat, I start eating, and I'm looking at, he hits my hand. Now, for those of you who go to fucking Taco Bell, the, the cheese sits right on top. So doesn't this motherfucker... I take the taco first. Oh. He hits my hand, so the oh. cheese flies all over my car. Oh. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh. I'm about to catch a case. Like, this is this is it. I'm getting life in prison. <laughs> Mando. Like, Mando. So I'm like, okay, fuck this dude. So I'm sitting there, I'm eating, Ay, I'm rocking shit. the food, and he's trying to get all deep and shit, all philosophical on me, and I'm like, yo, bro, Mind I can't take you stuttering. serious. And I'm like, are you going to eat your food? Eat your food, eat your food, eat your food. $25, eat your food, eat your food. And he's like, but let me finish, let me finish. And I'm like, okay, I'm finished with my food, so we're going to go. I housed it down. We start driving off, and I'm like, all right, we're going to be out. And this dude literally was like, so you really not going to let me drive, though? <laughs> Point blank, at the end of the night, I, just, I wanted he to was drive. Like, I just don't get how, like... You know but I'm you out were, here trying to you drive. You were very and responsible and you drive. handled me from what I'm understanding very well. Yeah, I was like, I was like, Ruben, it's not that serious. Just get in the car. This, doesn't this, yo, yo, doesn't this motherfucker, yo, he's sitting there and he was like, but like I just don't get it though. I'm like Ruben, just let it let it go, bro. Let it go. This is not a, this is not the war that you want, bro. Just win the battle, win the battle. I'm gonna take the war, and he was like, but like. I'm like, Ruben, no. And he goes, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to let you rock because it's your car. And then he pulls out his phone and he's like, can I at least play DJ? I'm like, yeah. He take the ox. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, yo, yo, yo. Bet. Let me see if you know this. So he plays one of his songs. And I was like. Right. Because, you know, uh, everybody knows my <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is Landscape. I know this song. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless um, plug. And I'm like listening to it and I'm like vibing to it, vibing. I'm like, hey, I'm like, oh, go ahead. I bet I'm dead ass vibing to it. In the middle of me vibing, this dude dead ass stops the music and goes, yo, bitch. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, I'm gonna need for you to do me a favor. Don't be vibing to my shit like that. You need to listen to the lyrics. I'm like, yup. Oh, this is Dr. Dre. I'm, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm listening to the lyrics. Yeah, but like, why? I don't need you to be all hyped about it, though. And I'm like, bro. Ike. What? Ike. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, Ruben. Doesn't this motherfucker play me every single song he's ever even written in the back of a notebook <laughs> since like aprende, fifth grade? The whole you. drive, the whole drive. And I'm literally like. But, like, can you put on 3LW or something? Like, put on something that, like, I actually know, please. And he was like, nah, 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 but you got to let me know. You got to let me know. I don't listen to rap. 
You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how to judge that shit. Nor should you have heard any of those. <laughs> <laughs> but that was... Ruben had me fucked up. So we, I finally get him to his house. He goes, yo, yo, take this left real quick. Take this left. I was like, why? I always go straight. And he goes, no, no, no. Take this left real quick. So I take a left. He's like, all right, now take this right. I'm like, okay. I take a right. And he, all of that to show me my uncle's house. <laughs> yo, do you see that house right there, Nina? I'm like, yeah, what's up? That's your uncle's house. <laughs> His grandfather. Oh, shit. So I was I'm like, done. okay. And he goes, you didn't know that's where he lived? I'm like, no, I've never been to his house. And he's like, why? I'm like, I don't know, because he doesn't host functions at his crib, so I've never been to his house. I am done. But like, now he's trying to convince me to stop at his grandfather's house to say what's up. And I'm like, it's 2 a.m. My grandfather would have been with the shits, though. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going he to say hi to my uncle at fucking 2 a.m. So I bring him home, and you were like, you go to me. I didn't tell him this part, so this is, his, this is going to be a whole shock oh, factor. Oh, God. I'm looking at him. I was, he's like, what the fuck, bitch? Why are you bringing me home? And I'm like, because you got to work tomorrow. Like, you got to go to sleep. Yeah, but like, I didn't ask you to bring me home. And I'm like, well, I want to go home and I want to go to sleep. So you want to come cuddle with me and Sulma? Like, what are we doing? And he's like, nah, bitch, just take me home. Just take me home. We're already here anyways. I, since you want to make the decision for me, I guess I'm going to go home. So he's in his fucking feelings that I am returning him to his home. So we... Casa. Mind you, this whole time, he still has not touched his food. $25 later. So I'm sitting there, and I go to hand him the bag. He gets out the car. I go to hand him the bag. I was like, yo, bro, here. And he was like, no. Grabs his soda, sips it like he's sipping tea, throws the bag through the window back into my car, slams the door, and walks away. And I'm like, why couldn't you just place the bag before you slammed the door? That made no sense, fam. And he was like, whatever, bitch. I'll see you tomorrow. And he walks off. And I have two full fucking meals in this bag that I don't care to and eat. And the next morning, I did wake up with, like, I saw the Sprite cup and I was like, I think he, he did. Food. He definitely, he reimbursed me. He gave me my money. Yeah, I was like, yo. <laughs> I just remember hearing Nina being like, I paid $25 for this. And I'm like, I think I'm going upstairs. Yep. So that was that. That lit. was our Friday night. It was my. It was a lit Friday night. It was a lit Friday night. Yeah, for you. In my book. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what about you? Well, my week went great. I had to uh, actually had a dope ass Halloween event at Movement City. Here, here on Thursday. That shit was lit. Like that shit was super lit. Um, the kids performed. They did an amazing job. Um, then Friday, I went out, <laughs> as you guys just heard. Um, I had a great time. <laughs> I hate you. Saturday, I woke up uh, super hungover, and I was like, shit, I got to go teach at the Boys and Girls Club for an event. Um, it was a hip-hop elements event thrown, I think, by the Andover Bread Loaf. Shout-out Urbanology. Shout-out Elevated Thoughts. Shout-out, I know I'm missing someone. And, and Enchanted Voices. Enhanced or Voices. Enhanced Voices. Enhanced I'm sorry. Voices. I'm really bad at this. Um, shout out Feebo. Shout out Jalissa. Jalissa, super sweet. Shout out Janiris. Is I think that's her name. I'm I'm really really bad at this. Her screen name is at retro underscore i. Um, yes, her. Shout her out. She did an amazing job throwing that event. Um, I got to teach dance to the youth and to kids from outside of state in uh, local and also in our community, which was super fun. And then, like, literally when I got home, I was defeated. I was like, yo, I am done. I am not existing in this world until I don't fucking know when. Until yesterday afternoon when I clocked out of work. <laughs> I was so over my job yesterday. I was just like, yo, I need a break. Mm. And here we are. So, but, uh, sorry, Nina. Nina. Sorry. I still love you. It's okay. <laughs> Guys, she also still wants to go out this Friday. So, I I mean, I guess I'm pretty popping. Yo, so what's up, yeah. yo? Like, come through. But I had a, I had a really dope week. Uh, we got mad love. We got mad hella love last week uh, from people on Instagram. So, I was tight with that. Yeah. Um, that was I, that was definitely a more, that was a fun episode. I'm not going to front. Yeah. We also, like, is my We gave so you fun. guys a full-on skit. We got a lot more of that coming up. <laughs> uh, but we really, yo, we really put that together. <laughs> We put that skit together in like 30 minutes and we was like, yo. This is it, though. This is it. 
We get an Oscar for this. Yeah, it was super funny. Um, but yeah, I had a really good week last week besides, you know, my drunken self. Um, if you know me, you know that I get a little wild, but it only happens about once a season, so I'm good. You know, gorgeous. <laughs> See you in the winter. Moving on. Moving on to the next <laughs> section, and uh, we're gonna head over to Galdante. What it is, mi gente? It's your girl Nina Montañez, and hey, we yo, are here. What it do? It's your boy Ro. <laughs> you sound like Britney Spears. Um, so today's topic is going to be about surviving loss. Oof. So how you continue with life after you've lost a loved one, however many that may be, um, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Yep, um, yep. We were we generated a really good response with episode two when we talked about suicide and stuff like that and how in the Latin community, you know, that's something that's not talked about. And I thought about it um where I was like, you actually, I could, we could actually go deeper with that in, in, in itself. Like, yeah, we talked about suicide and how mental health isn't being spoken about within Hispanic households, but then it's like, now on the flip side, what do we do after we've lost someone? Because you yeah. got to think about how you change the way you speak about them now. Yeah, you know, like you gotta, even. It's a whole, whole mind readjustment that has to happen, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, like you said, that's not really something that, you know, in Spanish families, they really acknowledge and they really talk about it's kind of just like okay it's happened let's sweep it under the rug let's try to move forward Mm -hmm. and never bring it up again yeah so i think um i'm gonna pose the question to you when did you realize you had to start um readjusting your mindset when you lost someone so when i lost my father back in 2013 um i think for me, it kind of hit me probably about, like, right away at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I like to I like to go through my emotions and just go straight through them. Mm-hmm. I don't like to try, I try not to hold on to things. Um, but I just remember looking at him and, like, seeing him in the casket and just mm-hmm. being like, mm-hmm. like, oh, like, my father's really dead. My biggest fear has has now came to life Mm -hmm. and how am I going to move forward backstory me and my father hadn't spoken for nine years because of the fact that I was gay well that I am gay and he didn't like it um so it was kind of hard for me because I had just moved to New York and everything was you know my life was completely changing and I really wanted the attention from my father um and I was gonna go do this whole trip surprise him in Puerto Rico and do all this gotti 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 got um and then I got the news and it hit me right away because I think it was a wake-up call for me like yo one take care of your health Mm -hmm. two like bro your parents are getting older like things happen and you have to learn how to appreciate and love your parents as Mm. opposed to hold so much you know so much hostility towards them for things that they probably didn't have control over so my dad's loss was like a a wake-up call for me and I and I really went through the emotion right away so What about you? Um, I didn't, when I think back to uh, Joshua's funeral, and I can, I, I can replay everything, everything in my head from the moment we got the news um, to, you know, lowering his casket and, and stuff like that. And it didn't hit me until... I think it was no it was when those casket was being lowered and it I it was the the weight that came over me watching his casket go down was like it was fucking crazy like it was just like I it's almost like I um, like I, I saw the darkness now come over me as a kid yeah and it watching him being lowered into the casket it was like wow 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 like wow um and I, I I think back to the funeral and it was open casket and without going into too much detail, maybe that'll be another episode. Um, he just didn't look like himself. So it was kind of just, <clears throat> it was, I don't know, to me it was like a different person that was in that casket. And, and I think about the weeks leading up to, you know, his passing and how he knew, you know, what he was going to do. And, you know, he took us to the park to play football. 
Um, we listened to music. Um, I think that's a big reason as to why I'm into music. He definitely was the catapult uh, for for that for me. But um, yeah, it was it was when the casket was being lowered that I realized like, yo, this shit is real. Like this shit is real, and I, I can still picture everybody's faces. Um, and my sister and I were standing near our mom, and we all had um, we had white roses um, to put on his casket as it was lowered. And I remember just kissing mine and putting it on 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 the casket. And we all wore white for him because he wore a white tux when he was um, being buried. Yep. Um, and that whole I don't know. Like I, I that was the day that I. I changed as a person because I just now when we had conversations or anything it was like having to adjust um like even me going back into school and and going on through grade school and things and it was like oh how do you have any siblings and I was like yeah I have three my two sis yeah and then you had to like pause because it's like I don't you you never want to be the person to make everyone feel awkward or sad and you know when you talk about like oh me saying like Oh yeah, my brother passed away when I was this old, and people are like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." And it's like, I really didn't mean to make you feel that way. Like I just had to explain because y- you it's, will hear it in yeah. the way I speak about him past tense. So now people are like, "Why did you say was?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck." Right now, so, I gotta get into all. This. Yeah, so like now when I say like, yeah, I have I have three siblings, I have two sisters, and um and an older brother. Like, oh, what do they do? And then that's when I'm like, fuck, stop asking questions. Yeah, I'm going to make you feel really awkward right now. I, I hate it. But I think, yeah, to go back to the question that it was when they were lowering the casket that I realized, wow. I think it's also like, so, you know, not having seen him, my father for nine years and then seeing him in the casket. And that's the first time that I'm seeing him. Mm. Like, I was just like, I remember standing in front of the casket Looking around the room, my stepbrother couldn't face it. Like, he was just like, I'm not looking. Like, he literally was on the other side of the room crying in the corner like men do. <laughs> and I just I just stood in front of my father and I held his hand. And it was just like, it was like my last chance to ever say anything to his physical being. Mm. And mm. Literally everything came out, and I fell to my knees, and my my stepmother was holding me, and she's like, you know, just let it out, yeah, just let it out. Whatever you want to say, he's not, <clears throat> his soul is not in this body, but his soul is in this room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he knows your father's fully aware of what's going on right now, right? And he's watching this, so just let it out. And like I said, everything that I needed to say, and. I remember <clears throat> walking out of there. Mind you, this is in Puerto Rico, so the weather was beautiful that day. I walked out of there and I said to myself, I am never going to, one, put any blame on him anymore, and two, I'm never going to wonder why things happened the way that they did, Mm -hmm. because I now know. And I never questioned it again. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I felt a little bit at peace because, one, I knew he was not happy, Mm -hmm. and two, I knew that finally I have as selfish as it sounds, finally I have my dad. And I knew that he's going to be with me through everything moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, that's something that I didn't have before. Right. When I was younger, I grew up with him. But when I came out to him at 15, 16, um, he just, like, shunned me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Still right. love you, though. Right. I'm going to love you from a distance, though. <laughs> but I'm going to love you from over here. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, I don't, it's... I mean, and you know, my brother's not the only loss that I've experienced. You know, my godmother died when I was little, but I was really, I was really young, so like, I didn't really know the impact of that. And then it's like my landlord died when I was a kid. I remember that one because <laughs> she was such a sweetheart, and she always gave us pastries, and she was so nice. So like, I think about like my best friend. So I think she's only ever been to like one funeral. And right. when she said that to me, I was like, Interesting. what? She asked, she had asked me a question about like how the wake and funeral are supposed to go, and I was like, "Yeah, well, it's like this." And she's like, "Well, I didn't know that." And I'm like, "How don't you know that?" And she's like, "Cause I've never been to one." I'm like, "Bitch, I could give you a running list um, of just like people that I've gone just to even show just respect, you know, like not like their death may not have had an, an impact on me, but it had an impact on the people that I love. So out of respect for them, I'm gonna show up. Um, 
I, I'm just a very supportive person in that way. People might think it's kind of weird, but like I will show up to a funeral if it means that I have to hold somebody's hand to yeah. get them through it, you know? To be a good person. Yeah. Right. The more sho- like more shocking one for me was um, our uncle, Dio Eddie, just because um, he was the baby of the family. My grandmother had 12 kids, six boys, six girls. Hey, Martin hey. is strong. Um, and he was the baby. So when he passed, it was like, imagine living your whole life to care for this one being and that's like be, that's being a parent and then but you you think once they turn like 18 they hit these milestones and they're good to go they leave the nest my uncle never left the nest because he couldn't he was a vegetable he was in a coma yeah. for so long that that my grandmother's life now revolved around taking care of him and imagine this woman who lived who's living her life and then up to this point you know her who she's living her life for passes away and now she's like wow like what do I do and it was her reaction at the funeral that like it brought everybody to tears like there was not a dry eye in that room like just because my grandmother has touched so many lives that it was just like wow like you your heart really broke for her um I think I wore like sunglasses the whole time because I was like yo my eyes right now I can't um, so that was shocking. And for me, um, there, I had this like realization. So my grandmother owns a plot of land at the, at the cemetery for everybody to be buried um, there, like my aunts and uncles. And my, my brother's in my mom's slot. And my uncle was buried right in front of my brother. And I remember um, I was standing there with my mom and I was holding her up because she just lost her brother. And I remember looking over to my right and I was like, oh shit, my mom now knows how I feel. That's crazy. And we were inches from my brother's grave and my mom almost fainted um, when they were lowering the casket for her, her youngest brother. And I summoned all the strength I could just to just to hold her up just to let her know like I got you like I got you and I think that was the day I forgave my mom because she didn't let me feel what I needed to feel when my brother passed but it was that moment that I got to be there for her when her brother passed that I let all of that anger and animosity go because she needed me in that moment and I was in the right headspace to be there for her in that moment. So I, it, it was like a, it was a sad thing, but it also was like a healing thing for me. And I didn't even realize that that was something I had to be healed from, yeah. um, which is crazy. And I was just glad that I, that I actually got to do that. And I actually never shared that with anybody <laughs> until this exact moment because now I just put thought to it. Um, so it was like having to have that conversation with her of like how are you doing and like checking in on her because again when I was a kid and my brother passed I didn't have those conversations with her because they weren't had with me so I didn't know how to have them but I knew that as I knew what it did to me not having them growing up that I made it an effort to not continue that pattern yeah you know (sighs) (laughs) why I always gotta get deep with it like what is this it is deep and I I think that you know, when we look at death, we I think, you know, especially uh, Hispanics and and in our communities, we look at death very sad, mm-hmm. you know, and we look at it from a very, very sad and depressive perspective. But because well, we were taught so young yeah. that family is everything, you know, yeah. like we're raised with everybody like you are old, like your first friends are your cousins. Yeah. You know, it's the only one that they're the only ones that know how crazy your family actually is. Yeah. <laughs> but I think. You know, like you had said, you know, seeing seeing your mother, you know, bury her brother, that was the first time that you had that realization and you got to heal from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, when, when people pass on, when souls pass on, I think there is a healing factor that, that comes from it. And you learn the lesson that you need to learn, you know. Right. And that's how I took my dad's death. Seeing my mother cry over a man that she claimed her whole life she hated um you know was kind of like healing for me because i was like yo like you really did love him you just you didn't you didn't know how to process that yet mm-hmm. you know you were mad you were upset because of everything that happened between us as kids and da 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 but there was still a little bit of you know 
a love in, in there for him, which made me feel good after everything that, you know, I had witnessed as a child, um, which was healing for me. Right. You know, and, and just even even flying out to PR and receiving so much love from mm. family, like on my dad's side, I'm his only child blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a stepbrother who we were raised like brothers, like I love him to the moon and back. But I think that for everybody, they were kind of like, you're like his only strand of DNA on this earth. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And that's, that's okay with me. Like, it's cool. It's, it is what it is. And it was a lot of healing that came from my father's death, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. So I think it's crazy how just like, there's never, what do you say to someone? Like, even when someone's like, yeah, I got to go to a funeral tomorrow. And I'm like, what? Oh, what do you say? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just, like, I never know, like, what is the proper thing to say. But, I mean, because then I try to think, like, what would I have wanted someone to say to me? But I hate the pity look. I don't like the, the sympathy. Don't give me that shit. Like, yeah. you know, like, and that's why, like, when when I get into deep conversations with people and, like, we sit down and, you know, uh, there have been pockets of people who I've actually sat down and, like, went into depth about you know my brother's death and you know how it affected me growing up and people are literally looking at me like how the fuck are you telling this story with a smile on your face like what the hell like how are you doing that meanwhile the other people are like sobbing and i'm still like yeah so anyways and i'm still going in and they're just like what the how and it's just like you know years of suppressing feelings right So I have a question for you. Um, do you feel like in your family, um, the the subject of people that have passed is ever brought up? And if it is, how do you feel about that? No, I hate it. I do, absolutely don't think that we we don't. We like to walk on eggshells, and I hate that shit with no. a passion. You I think a lot of our listeners can probably relate to that. I don't... Why do we have to walk on eggshells and act like this person never existed? And it's yeah. like... Yeah. So, like, the, my at my grandmother's house, when everybody gets together, and everybody gets together every, on, on Saturdays at my grandmother's house, and I actually have held up my end of the bargain from last week in prioritizing family. Um, <laughs> but we'll get into that later. Um, and it's... I noticed that when... You know, if my grandmother makes something or something triggers a memory or we're just talking, we're just all in conversation. And my mom says, like, yeah, like I used to make that for my Joshua. I love that she says that. She says that my Joshua and everybody like there's a hum that comes over the room. Everyone's like, like, where is this? Where is she going to go with this? And it's and it's something simple. And then like my either my myself or my sister or, or my grandmother we're gonna go fuck. She's ninety one. She doesn't give a fuck anymore. Like she's like mm, gonna say what I need to say, and that's it. Which I love about her, and we'll acknowledge what my mom said. Like oh, I'm like oh, that's so nice. Like yeah, and I would say like yeah, he did love that or whatever. But none of like my aunts and uncles know how to react because we never spoke about it after it happened. We never talked about it. You know, we've had other deaths in the family. Like I, I lost a cousin. Um, we lost a cousin. Mm, I want to say entering 2014 um yeah and it was just like we don't talk about it and that's so detrimental to the person who's hurting the most from it because you want to talk about it you want to share the memories you know and even sometimes even now i find myself when mom talks about my brother i'm sitting there rolling my eyes i'm like why are we talking about this and it's because i've been conditioned to think that it wasn't okay to talk about the deceased regardless if it's a memory or, or, or not. Like, it, it's just something that is unspoken. Yeah. Like, no one talks <clears throat> about it. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's it's sad. Be, and that's why, you know, in episode, two, I, in episode two, I had said, like, I feel like I'm being disrespectful in not honoring his memory because I don't remember him. But nobody helped keep his memory alive. Yep. Why don't we do that? What what is what is I don't get within the Latin within the Latinx community why do we stress family 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 but the moment they die it's like oh they never existed I don't get that yeah I think that's just weird in I mean I mean I know in my experiences with it like we're all sitting around 
honestly, like, I, I gave a huge shout out to my cousins, you know, when my f- brother had passed because they, like, wow, like, they stepped up. Like, if my sister and I needed anything, like, they really were there for us, whether it be, you know, just a, a night out, just just to hang out, just to get out of the house, you know, or they come over and we would literally, like, sit and play, like, Nintendo all Sunday and, uh, you know, bringing us to and from practices if mommy couldn't do it, like, I give it up to those individuals. Um, they probably don't remember doing those things, but in that time, that that meant like the world to me. And those were the spaces where I got to talk about, you know, that I was sad and stuff like that. But I, I still wish that, you know, like even my twin sister and I, like Jerick and I, we still haven't even like sat down and like really talked about how each of us felt you know, uh, at least when our, our brother had passed, anybody else has passed since we've been adults, like, we've had those conversations, but we've never actually sat down and, like, gone into depth about, um, again, how my brother's passing shaped us, you know, and I think it's it's a weird, it's just, I just don't get, like, even now that I'm talking about life after loss, like, I'm still, like, hesitant, because I'm like, what do I filter, what don't I filter, but that's because I've been conditioned to filter my feelings. And I'm sitting here and I'm like struggling and stuttering with my words because I'm like, what the fuck? Nina, just say how you feel. And it, it sucks because I just, I know that there's other people out there that can relate to what I'm saying and like feel like their feelings aren't valid because they have to be strong for somebody else. But who the fuck is strong for us? You know? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I lost that feeling a long time ago. Mm. when I realized that, like, I've been trying to be strong for other people my whole life and nobody's ever point blank there for me. So I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to be strong for myself. Me, myself, and everyone else. That's all I got in the end. That's what I found out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think just loss in general is just, like, weird, you know? It's It's a weird cloud. It's weird. All of you guys listening, man, let that shit out. Get a friend. Yo, call me. I will sit and listen to you. No, don't call Nina. Call a cousin and 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 speak to your cousin, someone who's been through it with you, because you know what? Chances are you're thinking it, they're feeling it as well. Mm. If you're thinking, oh, you know, I need to let this out, someone else in your family is probably feeling the same exact way. And until yeah. you have that conversation with Ooh. your family, Ooh. have it. If mm. they're not having it with you, approach I them about it and be like, yo. Soul. Let's yeah. sit here, let's talk, let's grab a beer, let's talk about some real shit. It's funny that you say that because I, I, when we first met up after how many years that we haven't seen each other, and we, we started talking about Josh, yeah. and I got to hear Ruben's um, take on the whole thing and like how he felt about it. And when I, I went on a trip with my two other cousins back in May for my birthday, and we sat up in the hotel room and we were talking and I, I purposely chose the dates, yeah, for my birthday, but I wanted to be in Puerto Rico for my brother's birthday. Um, it's just two days after mine. And I had this moment to myself, and I was like, damn, yo, like, we could have been on this trip together. Like, we could be doing things like this together. And I had said that to my cousins, and they were like, yo, Nina, what happened? So we literally sat there, and I, from A to Z, I told them everything and from my point of view. And then I asked them, I was like, I never asked you guys how you were because we were all the same age when it happened, but, you know, how did you guys find out? And they told me their side of the story, and I sat there and I cried with them. Like, we cried together because I think we all had to heal from that because my brother was such a sweetheart and he you know he helped a lot of people and it wasn't until it's not until I hear these stories from my cousins now as an adult that I'm like yo this man was dope like yo there was no reason there's no reason for him to be as dope as he was um and it's it's just nice to I get it like I I understand and I I'm glad that I'm I'm mature enough to be able to listen to other people tell me their side because I feel like I get a piece of him back every time someone tells me 
their side of the story and what they remember um, from that event. I'm going to call it an event. Yep, it's going to be an event. It's an event. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it from that moment in time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, mi gente... This was fun and all. I just had to get it off my chest. Thank you for listening. You get know. it off my chest. <laughs> you know, Ruben's always hearing shit. You you know what? This is just, we just be talking. Yeah, I think I, I wanted to have this conversation. I wanted to talk about my dad. I've been feeling his energy lately. And especially after October and how heavy, like, he's been on my mind. Just this morning, I had an, a reminder of him. Like, and it, that those things never go away. Yeah. So, like, it was a good topic to choose. We literally... We didn't script it. We just were like, yo, let's just talk from yeah. our heart. Let's we just literally connect with our came listeners. Came in here and, and we said, press record. <laughs> and we just started recording. And this is this and is what y'all is listening to. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Um, but with all of that being said, know that it is definitely okay to talk about your feelings. And it's don't walk on any okay eggshells. It's okay to cry. It's definitely okay, okay to write. Call Over a cousin. Crying. Call a brother. Call, call a sister, sister like call talk auntie. to your mama Joe call somebody and and talk about it I'm people. that serious though if you need talk to talk let me know it. we can go out for drinks <sighs> Ruben's not hip for it but I definitely am I'm going for the drinks I can't stand him anyways <laughs> with all of that being said we hope you enjoyed this Galero talk and now we are going to move into what we like to call Arreposar Alla sofrito, alla sofrito, alla sofrito, ay, ay. Ya yo no tengo hambre a reposar, a reposar. We're not hungry no more, fam. We full. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah, welcome back <laughs> to the part of the show where we call it a reposal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're going to give you some shout outs and some affirmations and leave y'all on a positive tip. Bring y'all back up from that heavy caldero talk. <laughs> Ooh, Lord. Okay, so this week we got two lucky shout outs. We are super excited to share because uh, they must have listened to the last PSA that I said. And I said what I said. You're, if well, you, you want said, a though, shout out said. from Sofrito Speaks on the episode, you must repost us and tag at Sofrito Speaks and you will get your shout out on the show. You heard? Yeah. So we got Jenny Gaga. Who is an avid supporter because yep. she be all up on our Facebook, and our Instagram. And she reviewed us on the Apple That's right. Podcast she really sweet app. I love her so much. And uh, Bo Rivera. Bo Rivera. Yes. Who also reached out to us. And we got some kind of question situation going on. We don't know what she wanted to do. But we are here for it. We are here for the love, people. We are here for the love. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much. We're here for it. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, let's head over to... Do you have any shout-outs, actually? Uh, my sister, Daras. Every yo. episode, she's like, yo. Jericho so Frito Speaks 2.0. She's over here like, what the fuck? She's trying to be a host and shit? Nah, 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 fam. This is mine. Yeah. Lisi also be texting me. She don't be tagging us, but she be texting me. Um, yeah, people text me to be like, yo, I just heard this episode. That shit was fire. I'm like, facts, facts. My cousin Shakira be texting me. I'm going to need y'all to just repost us. Coño. Coño. That's it. That's it. Network, network, network. Network. Okay. So let's go into our affirmations. Okay. Yes. Um, Use the word off. Why was I going to start it off? You don't always start it off. Oh, I feel damn. like I always start you it always off. You always start it off. Diablo, I'm all here straight my bad, my bad. Disculpame. Um, so last week I said to prioritize. Yep. And one of the things I want to prioritize was my family. Yep. Um, we're going to check in. And I've done that. So turn up. I need to continue that. Because um, it's just beautiful memories you get to build. Um, and I'm very thankful that I still have um, all of my family, to be honest. They all still here. They get old, but they here. Um. But this week, I, this week I'm going to, in, in lieu of our last episode and some of the things that I shared and you've got mail, um, I'm going to say this week my affirmation is going to be understanding that you are good enough 
and what is meant for you will be for you. You know what I'm saying? Like if something didn't work out, whether it be a job, whether it be, you know, um, a friendship, a relationship, romantic, what have you, um, anything, anything that could go wrong, if it didn't work in your favor, understand that it was probably not meant for you and it is okay and you do not need to beat yourself up about it you are good enough and what is meant for you will be for you you know hey. what i'm saying almost like and then you got like the butterfly effect where like if you let it go and it comes back then it's meant for you and who's to say that you let something go recently right. and then it comes back right and it works out in your favor but just understand you don't need to beat yourself up about it because you're still good yep. and you are enough you are enough <laughs> So, Ruben, what about you? What do you got this week? <laughs> this week, I actually have a legit one. And uh, it's because it's been on my mind since last week. And it is to trust the process. Mm. Because a lot of times I get in my head about a lot of decisions. And I think last Saturday, um, after I woke up hungover from annoying Nina's life, um, I went to this event and I just I was surrounded around people who just get it. You know, who mm. get the artistry of hip-hop, who get the lifestyle, who get the mentality. And I was just like, yo, Ruben, trust the process. Like, you're you're literally, you took yourself from a year, few years of depression and just anger and, and, and sadness from your life to now back to your home, you know, your home city. You're around positive energy. You're around, you're, you're dancing, you're creating, you're part of a fucking amazing-ass podcast. <laughs> Shameless plug. Here. Um, and I'm just around great energy and great people right now and people who want to motivate me and push me. And I'm, I need to learn how to just sit back and be like, you know what? Trust the process. I also went to the gym three days last week. Hey, proud of you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to hit it up again tomorrow and get it back on my shit and and really just, like I said, just really get in that mindset of trusting the process so that I can move forward onto other things. Yes. That's so beautiful. Hey, so we got deep this week. Damn, we did. Affirmations deep. Caldero talk talk was was deep. deep. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And Cheeseman wasn't shit. Okay. Because Ruben wasn't shit. Okay. Never that. (laughs) Never that. Okay. But yes, mi gente. Yes, my people. I keep saying mi gente. Stop taking my intro. Okay. So uh, I can never have shit. I got to share my birthday. You I gotta, gotta share, share your fucking slogan. I gotta share my slogan now. <laughs> Fuck out of here. It's mine. Yo, 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 yo. Okay, for real, for real, for real. We love y'all. We thank y'all for tuning in, showing support. Yeah. Y'all make us feel whole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I really look forward to Thursdays. I really like, want to like really supportive. But yes, that actually uh, mean it though. <laughs> this is Rue, and I'm logging out. And this is your girl Nina Montañez. Stay blessed, mi gente. Oh. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sofrito Speaks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks to keep up with all of our latest content.